Welcome to Beyond the Balance Sheet, the podcast that helps advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families understand the complexities of issues related to our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Our co-hosts, Arden O'Connor and Diana Clark, will interview a series of guests on a range of topics, providing informative content and practical tools for professionals and families to consider. Here are your hosts, Arden and Diana. Hi, and welcome to an episode of Beyond the Balance Sheet podcast. I'm really excited to talk with Michelle Dickinson today about the silver lining of her mother's bipolar disorder. We have a little bit in common in that respect, so this should be a really interesting conversation. Michelle is a resilience visionary, and I love that term, a workplace resilience coach, a TED speaker. You guys should all watch that and a best-selling author. She revolutionizes mental health by championing emotional well-being, self-reliance, and personal mastery. How exciting to hear that perspective. Thank you for joining, Michelle. Oh, thank you so much for having me, for finding me. Yay. So, I know you've done the TED Talk on this silver lining. So can you give us a little bit of the history, the bullet points of what you came out of that with? Yeah, you know, I feel like my story is a story of uh, resilience and perseverance. And when you think about all of us and growing up, there's always something that has painted the backdrop of our life and has affected us. And so mine happened to be bipolar disorder in my mother and caring for her and growing up with her, it affects us in our developmental years and it affects how we interact with people, how we show up in the world. So, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about why I do what I do. Yeah. What a great thing that you do. So, What has been your experience? Did you struggle at all with a mood disorder as well? Yeah, so this is a great question. I was adopted. So I went throughout my life thinking, well, thank goodness I'm adopted, right? But, you know, some people would argue, um, you know, environment versus nurture versus nature, right? I was deeply affected by my mother's mood. She was in and out of a mental institution throughout my childhood. So I was always around the, the depths of depression and the highs of mania. Um, and so I had always dealt with seasonal depression. Living in New Jersey, the winters get really gray and can be very cold and dark. And so I've always dealt with seasonal depression. And then uh, when I was going through divorce, I was uh, formally diagnosed with depression for the first time. So, you know, I think life events can absolutely, you know, take us down and that we don't have to have it in our, in our bloodline. Mm -hmm. It isn't always genetics or it might be genetics, but it wasn't your adopted mother's genetics. Right. Right. Exactly. I do think family depression, family reaction, reflexive depressions are very common for kids or members of the family of those who have mood disorders. I think that's fairly common. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. So how have you brought your personal experience and your recovery from depression and living with a mom who was unstable at intervals, 
How have you brought that into your work? You know, it's it's such a it's such an interesting question, and oftentimes I have to pause and just reflect on the reason why I do the work I do. It is deeply personal, and it gives me an opportunity to almost keep my mother's spirit alive in helping people understand that they can preserve their emotional well-being. They don't have to wait until they hit a dark moment in their life and you know wait to be taken down by whether it be burnout or depression. Um, the things that I've learned along the way to help myself are the very things that I want to share with people so they realize that they have empowerment in their life. They don't have to wait and and hit that, that dark period. And I also think about, my goodness, if like I was able to share some of the work that I do with my mother while she was alive, if that would have helped her, you know? So I am really passionate about empowering people and having them realize that every single day they're either filling their cup or they're pulling away from their cup by two simple things, their mindset, um, well, three, their mindset, uh, getting connected to their values, and what they do every day, uh, whether they're taking care of themselves or not, or neglecting themselves, all of these things contribute to um, having a, bent, a balanced emotional well-being. I like that. So when you talk about being a resilience visionary, what does that mean? And how do you define resilience? Because different people define that differently. I'd love to know. You know, it's it's funny. My business partner and I have this definition of resilient. Resilience is really resilience is more of a lifestyle. You know, we view it as something that you don't have to wait to climb out of in order to realize, but rather it's something that you're fostering every single day so that you're able to ebb and flow with what's coming. Like the one thing we know that is for certain is stress is inevitable and will always show up, whether it's our personal or our or professional lives. Stress is inevitable. So why not, you know, have those personal values alignment with with what we what we really uh, stand for, our mindset and our daily practices and habits all in check. So we can just sort of ebb and flow and dance with what comes at us. I like the vision. So what are some of those tools? What do you what do you do to help people who are maybe stuck in the mud and need to get out? What do you do? Yeah, you know, it's it, it's very customized. You know, the one thing I will say is uh, I love the fact that we're small and we offer such a personalized concierge kind of approach. Um, it's a non-clinical narrative, so it's very disarming when people meet with me. Um, I'm not judging them. I am holding whatever they're sharing with me as a sacred secret. You know, there's a lot of people that share some mm -hmm. things with me that are deeply private, but they need to have a, a safe space to be able to, to share those. So that's really important. Um, but honestly, resilience and resilience coaching is more of a holistic approach. It's, it's also about a discovery to help people understand who they are beyond the external noise. There's a lot of external noise, you know. It's not traditional therapy in any way. And so what I like to say that I do is I steward them to, back to themselves and their own discovery. Um, and that means discovering their values. It means guiding them out of extreme victimhood. You know, a lot of people live in victimhood. Um, 
and you know helping them realize that challenges are the compass to expansion they're actually gifts um, if we can take a step back and see that so a lot of times people are acutely focused on their problems and what are the things that keep them up at night um, and they never actually take a moment to reflect what are my values not values that are imposed upon me growing up or from the world but like what are my true values so that i can you know reclaim my sense of joy my sense of purpose my sense of fulfillment what do i stand for how do i bring that out right yeah yeah exactly yeah. you know when we lose that we we can we can get lost ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can see that you wrote a memoir called Breaking Into My Life. I like the title. Can you tell us why the title is that, Breaking Into yeah. Your Life? You know, um, so I mean, like many people who have grown up in challenging childhood experiences, it's very, very easy to get caught in the victim mindset. So I was one of those very people. And until I did the healing work myself, I, was trapped so the book is a reflection of literally breaking into my life it was a book that i wrote uh, after my mom passed away because i did not want to be a source of a breakdown in in having that story told uh, it was a true labor of love I, it took me four very long cathartic years to write <laughs> um, ultimately i wanted to leave a message of triumph and perseverance overcoming challenges and what's possible um, and the impact that my, the, the, the real impact that my mother's mood and ex experience of loving her, what it was like to be you know, emotionally, physically abused by her when she was at her sickest, and how that affected me from my adolescent life all the way through my adult life and, and shaped me into the person that I am. So like, ultimately, I want people to realize we all have challenges. Mine was my mother's bipolar. And we don't have to be defined by those challenges. We actually all have the ability to forgive, to heal, to move on and to create the lives that we that we want. That is resilience, right? Yeah. That is the definition in my book, to experience yeah. a dip and be able to move on, to rise up and move on. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm harking back to Scott Peck's book, The Road Less Traveled. I don't know if you ever read that. It was many, many years ago. You may be too young. But the first words of this book are, life is difficult. And in my 20s, I opened that up and I slammed that sucker shut. And I was like, I don't want to read any of that. I'm looking for the easy way. And in my 30s, I found when I opened it up again, life is difficult, but gets easier. I read the next paragraph. Once we accept the basic premise that life is difficult. Yeah. And the book is very wise about that. So uh, when I hear you talk about victim mentality, it is in embracing that life is difficult. How do we move through difficulty and make meaning out of it? Oh yeah, I mean, this is such a, a brilliant point. You know, one of the things I ask my clients when I meet with them initially is like, do you believe that life is happening for you or do you believe that life is happening to you? One wears the, the victim jacket and the other doesn't, right? So if you fundamentally believe that life is 
always happening to you, then then you're at the effects of life. If you believe that there's always something in there, like I said, you know, challenges are the compass. If you believe that there's something to gain and something to learn and some way to evolve into a better version of you with every challenge, you will be able to navigate those a lot easier. I like the viewpoint and I do also know how much work it takes to move from Oh my God. This happened to me, life does to me, to mm-hmm. I have some ability to take ownership of my life. That's a huge transition for people. Does it happen and, and quickly please. or slowly? You no, know, and I have to just acknowledge, listen, like <laughs> I sat in that mindset for many, many years. If my mother wasn't bipolar, if my mother wasn't abusive, if she didn't hold me back from going to the educational institution I wanted to go to, if she didn't, if she didn't ruin my wedding, if she didn't do this, if she didn't, like, I would be so much better. And I spent so much time focusing on, you know, woe is me. I had no power in that narrative and everything was over and done with. So I had to make a choice and say, do I forgive and move on? And give myself the gift of creation of my future? Or do I grab, continue to hold tight onto that and wear it like an identity? And, you know, don't you tell me because I have the worst childhood ever. Let me just tell you, how does that serve me? How does that serve the world? Like, I'm here to make a difference in the world. And I think that when we get connected to those values and to what our bigger goals are in life, we realize those are like the, uh, you know, those are like the, the anchors that hold us hold us down from you know going and doing the big things that we have the visions the um, dreams that we have so true and very powerful so as we wrap up what have i what have i not asked you that would be important for this audience to know that's a hard question but what haven't i asked <laughs> Um, I think I think what I would like to do is add some value and make a few recommendations because there might be someone in the audience listening today who uh, feels a little bit of uh, being stuck in the mud, right? Like, how do I get out of this? Or, you know, what can I do to help myself? And I want to just sort of share with you the importance of gaining clarity around values and really because that's going to give you the access to create meaningful change. So. There's a couple of questions you can ask yourself, right? Like, look at your life. What do you do to fill your space? Like, what do you fill your area in your space with? What items close to you? That's going to help you understand and see what are the things you value. The next is to analyze your time. Where do you like to spend most of your time? There's also really great information in just reflecting on that. And then what energizes you? Like where do you direct your energy and what is giving you energy? So like those three questions, just reflecting on those is a starting point to have you get connected to your values and what matters to you. And once you can have some, you know, line of sight to those values, it can help you sort of understand where do I want to go from here? We as a company are doing some values and mission and vision work as we grow. And I can see where it would be helpful to do that personally. I can see because it does form direction. 
You don't yeah. think it will. You think, what do, what do I like? What do I not like? But it is way more than that. It is, who are you? When you look around a room and I'm surrounded by books, that says something about what I value, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. I like that approach. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking this time to talk with me today, Michelle. It's been inspiring to me, and I'm sure it will be for our listeners today as well. If you've liked this episode of Beyond the Balance Sheet podcast, please like us on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Balance Sheet, a podcast designed to help advisors, clinical professionals, and affluent families solve some of their biggest medical, psychiatric, and emotional challenges. Visit beyondthebalancesheet.com to read more about our guests and resources and sign up for our newsletter.